0: All right, Ulysses, it's a Wednesday, which means it's time for the midweek mailbag episode.
1: And you know how much we love these episodes. We get to interact with you. So let's get it going right now.
0: You are locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcast platforms that are out there. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at raise and send us an email or voice memo to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Speaking of that, our first mailbag question is from, I always mess this up. Is it Mia or Maya? Yes. No, the first Maya. one, Mia. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mia Franz. Her question is, Keeping the faith. Hey guys, in our house right now, we want to trust the front office. We really do. But hearing the news last week that Evan Longoria was in town and then subsequently signed by the Arizona Diamond De- uh, Diamondbacks, not to mention all the other free agent signings, it's getting hard to see our way clear to a big new bat. I know we don't have the money to hang with the biggest contracts but now we're safely into second tier salaries and the list is shrinking. Tell me something to make me believe. Oh, and happy new year.
1: Happy new year to you, uh, Mia and the boys as well. Hope they're doing great. I think we all need a pick me up if you're a race fan, <laughs> Kevin, right? Uh, there hasn't the, the hot stove has been real cold. It's been a freezing stove, uh, Basically, Zach Eflin has been the addition. I know Kelly happened, JP Farison to the Dodgers. Um, yeah, I understand, but basically, okay. it's been pretty dead. So the pick me up that I can come up with, as we are in the second week of January, is that this pitching staff, Mia, it is going to be the nastiest we have ever seen. I, I, yeah. I really think it could rival the the 2012 uh, rotation, which, in my opinion, was the best ever um, in, in the franchise. Uh, for those that might not have been uh, race fans in 2012 or were not alive or were not uh, um, aware uh, or you just don't remember uh, here. Here's a little, right. little reminder of who those guys were. James Shields, David Price, Matt Moore. Jeremy Hellickson and Alex Cobb. And oh, wait, the sixth and seventh guys were Jeff Neiman and Chris Archer. I mean, it was 2012 was the nastiest uh, the, the rotation has ever been. But I really think that with Glassnow, McClanahan, Rasmussen, Springs, and Eflin, who is going to get better, by the way, now that he's in the, in the magical, ma- magical hands of Snyder and company.
0: Yeah, and uh, the defense uh, behind him too.
1: Compared and to the Hill's. defense behind him, I and, and the pitch, and the, the the park factors as well. Which, by the way, it's going to be he's going to a pitcher's park, not a hitter's yes. park. I I really think that this rotation has um, it could rival that twenty twelve.
0: Uh, you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned the rotation of old, and that it was Jeff Neiman and Chris Archer as the quasi number six and number seven guys. Who's the number six, number seven guy for the Rays on twenty twenty three? I think that's between Yanni Chirinos.
1: I know people would probably say Fleming, but I think the hierarchy would be Bradley. Honestly, yeah, uh, that's on fair stuff. Or do you give
0: uh, do you give more weight and opportunity to a guy like Jalen Beeks?
1: I think they they're done with Jalen Beaks as a starter. I think they, they found they found, a, they
0: found the perfect role for Jalen Beaks and just leave it. Yes, at Yes,
1: exactly. Hey, he's a six six kind of batters kind of guy. Perfect, yeah, that's perfect. Fair. Um, five six. So yeah, I think that's the six seven would be Johnny Terinos and um, Bradley. I, I know somebody could argue, uh, of course, Fleming. Um, is there a name that I I might be overlooking here for that six and seven spot? Maybe Patino.
0: Yeah. It, it probably vacillates between Fleming and Patino, depending on how they're going. I mean, you would hope the the fan base and the organization would sure hope and want it to be Luis Patino. Like at some mm-hmm. point it's gotta be, come on, get it together. We, we, we gave up so much to acquire you and, and you've been such a hot prospect over the years that it's time for you to produce. But again, maybe it's, it's not that point yet, but I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of pick me ups uh, besides the I mean, there's a a question later on that kind of deals with what the Rays are going to do offensively. So, yeah, I'm going to set that aside for now and say, yeah, the pitching staff is superb. You have expanded playoffs. So the Rays, they don't have to be that good of a team and they can still get in. Um, You should theoretically definitely have bounce back years from Wander, Margot and Brandon Lounge just in the fact of more playing time and being healthier and playing more games. Um I think one of a combination of Jonathan Aranda, Josh Lowe, Curtis Mead, Vidal Bruhan, one of those guys could pop up. That that is is something to possibly look forward to. headway on the stadium front. Um and and going back to the the prospects thing and and you know some of the newcomers I think this could be a year where Maybe it's Jonathan Aranda. Maybe it's Josh Lowe, Maybe it's Curtis Mead. They they put up a season like Will Myers did in 2013, or Steven Souza did in his rookie year. I think that I feel like that almost has to happen. Like the the Rays have so many of those guys in the 40 man that they're betting and confident that one of those guys is going to be able to, hey, give me 13 to 15 home runs, give me a 780 to 830 OPS, and and go from there. On the flip side of that, Ben Zobrist, it took him like three years to finally settle in and, and find his footing and comfort at the big league level.
1: Yeah, he had to then go, go back to the minors and basically rework his swing uh, from scratch. I I like your optimism. I like your optimism. I don't share it. Uh, offensively, okay. uh, with you know, because injuries can happen. You know, Margot didn't get hurt, get you know, twiddling his thumbs. So he was trying to get a ball in the outfield and, and he banks with the fence. Like that, that could w- very well happen. Yes. In 2023, the handmade bone, somebody could hit Wander in the hand yeah. again. Uh, so I, I don't particularly share that opinion, but um, I, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that it's about all time- three of those guys have to play more than 100 games, though, right? I hope so, but we never know, man. I don't know. I hope yeah. so. I, 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 it just sucks that that's like the the one thing that we can hope of offensively is like, well, I hope it's the same the names that just don't get hurt this time. Uh, it sucks that there's not a better plan uh, than that than just wishing and hoping. But yeah. I will say, regarding your Will Myers comp or the Souza one, uh, I think the name is Curtis Mead. Uh, if you're yeah. hoping for somebody to pop off. I'm sorry. I will not put green skittles on Josh Lowe, Vidal Bruhan, or Taylor Walls uh, to figure it out offensively this season. I would I would put more green skittles on Curtis Mead than on these other three guys combined. But again, I ho- I hope I'm wrong. But um, what?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm more enthused about what Curtis Mead can can do than what these other three guys can offensively. And I,
0: you have a better memory than I do in regards to these things. Will Myers, when was he called up in 2013? It's I not like he was, was promoted right out of spring training.
1: No, I believe they they waited for him to not be a super two yeah. hashtag the raiseway. Um, I believe it was the second week of June or first week of
0: June. Okay, of twenty I could see that with Curtis Mead. I can see Stay that in the too. minors for a couple months and then get that call yep. up. And I don't think Myers eclipsed hundred games. Uh, I mean, it was kind of right around that if he if he was called up that late. So to be able to, I could see Curtis Mead. Whatever he, whatever Will Myers' line was from that season, I could legitimately see that from Curtis B. Can I? That would be tremendously helpful.
1: Can I read it to you? Because it's Nash. Sure. Uh, 88 games, 335 at bats. This is a slash line from Will Myers in 2013 when he won Rookie of the Year, people. 293, 354, 478 slug. That's an 831 OPS, a 131 OPS plus, 13 home runs. 53 RBI, I mean, 50 runs scored. He was just, yeah, he was impressed. It's a different era he too, was... pitchers are a lot better and more refined. Sure, sure, but I mean, <laughs> anything in the neighborhood that smells like this, uh, the slash line or, or the numbers in total, my goodness, we would all be uh, buying Curtis Meade jerseys and the real ones, yes. not the ones from like, you know,
0: for 20 bucks um, in Asia. Absolutely. Uh, All right. So great question there. Uh, We've got more mailbag questions to get to, but first we have to tell you about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football, basketball, soccer It is all covered at betonline.net it is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info so head over to their website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more bet online it is where the game starts all right uh, this next question on twitter from tracy davis uh, he or she i can't really tell here ask uh, what do you think the most likely move the Rays will do to improve the offense. And that could be very open-ended. That could have a lot of answers that it may not just be signing a second or third tier bat in free agency. Oh boy.
1: Um, Well, Tracy, thank you for writing to us. I, this is, this is the, 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 the question that we're all wondering, you know, what are they going to do to, to improve the offense? Um, I still believe they will sign someone. I have to believe that um, a, a Brandon Belt, a trade of some kind, um, a Seth Brown guy. Uh, um, we've talked about Vogelback, maybe a trade there. I mean, I, they have to do something. Yeah, but I gotta tell you, I, I think the front office might not have expected the market to act the way that it did uh, during the off season. Uh, so now they're kind of their hands are tied. And if you look at like a depth chart, I, which of course they have of like, okay, who are the free agents that we want to target? I'm pretty sure they've had to scratch a lot of names off that list. And now they're looking at it. Like what's worth it? Um, is it worth it to, to trade this prospect capital for this guy? Yeah. Or can we get that same production wishing and hoping then Margot, Brendan Lau, and Wander Franco just have 120 games each. Is that production going to just equal the signing of a Brandon Belt or a trade of some kind? And if I, I know I just said two minutes ago that I believe they will sign someone because I, I mean, I, I really hope they do. But, um, I. It, it might be that they're just wishing and hoping that that that's it. And and they're going to wait until spring training or maybe an injury happens. And they're like, OK, now we have to act yeah. for, you know, for real. But it doesn't seem like it's going to be an earth shattering uh, addition by by any by any imagination.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think is more likely that the Rays before or over the course of spring training, they trade some one? many of their prospect inventory to add that Seth Brown type, or they add one of those second or third tier free agents that are still on the market, or they go into the season, see how the first month or two goes and then make a trade. Maybe it's in late May, maybe it's in June, maybe it's closer to the trade deadline. It wouldn't be it crate The Rays have, I mean, we go back, the Rays traded Willie Adamas, in late May. Yep. So that could also be something where they, they see, you know, in athletics that they're not playing for anything and the Rays they aren't getting the type of offensive production that they expected. They have some sort of, uh, unexpected injury that pops up and it's like, we need somebody now. We can't wait till the trade deadline. Let's go ahead and make this move now before there's so many other suitors trying to make ads or sells or whatever it may be.
1: And I guess it, 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 I think they're going to wait. I think they're going to wait either for spring training or the season to start. And I'll say that because what if Jonathan Aranda just is completely crushing the ball in spring training? Right. So, which again really
0: doesn't mean anything because it's spring training, I guess, but
1: sure. But, but it's at least something. And so, like, if the guy is just red hot, you're like, hmm, lefty bat. Kind of DH first base type, you know, because we we saw what he can do in second base, and I don't think any race fan liked it um defensively. Maybe they're like, okay, let's see how let's let's give him some playing time. Just like they did with Josh Lowe last year. They're like, okay, opening day roster, we're gonna give you 30 days. Here you go, yeah. kid. Show us what you can do. If one of the young guys is able to have a really good spring training, I'm looking at you, uh Vidal and 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 Lowe and 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 Aranda, like because I really think Taylor Walls has a spot uh, already. Uh, it's between those three guys to kind of you know cement themselves in spring training, and if they do, then you might not be able to to see uh, an addition uh, unless you know it's like May, like you're saying, and then you can you can get some trades happening. But I, I think it's um, second week of January. I know yeah. I know there's still time, but it just seems like it's a waiting game now. They're, they're we might see have, they they're gonna
0: have uh, some solidification of the Rays next stadium before the Rays at a free agent back. Well, David Peralta is still there. He's still a free agent, buddy. That's a good point question. So I went and looked this up. Okay. I know we had the discussion last week about Eric Hosmer, Brandon belt, Daniel Vogelbach, which which uh, there's actually some interesting back and forth on Twitter and a really good Twitter poll out there. Uh, Brandon bolt seems to be the preferred out of those three, but based on 2022 numbers, Jesus mm-hmm. Aguilar hit 16 home runs. Adam Duvall hit 12 home runs. Tommy Pham hit 17 home runs. Andrew McCutcheon hit 17 home runs. Luke Voigt hit 22 homers. Any of those tickle your fancy. Uh, or would I like- you rather go for the bounce back potential of a Brandon Belt or a Trey Mancini or a Corey Dickerson or a David Peralta? I, I I or a you think Tra- Guriel
1: No, I I I think okay. no. I think he has nothing left in the tank unfortunately for for him um, but uh Trayman is I mean the story just uh, I really like his story and his background and we know that he can handle the AL East. Uh mm-hmm. so so that's something that he knows the pitchers and the stadiums and he knows what to expect. So I like that about Trayman Mancini, and I really think that he really fits well First base, DH, uh, corner outfield type guy. Like, I mean, that's that's perfect for what the Rays w- would need for this season. I know he's not, uh, he doesn't bat from the left side, but if you mash, you mash. I really don't care if if if, if you know th- that's the situation. Now, you said another name that is also familiar with the AL least That I think has a huge chip on his shoulder, and that's Luke Voigt yeah luke void did not like that trade and then the second trade getting out of san diego because of the whole Hosmer thing he uh definitely did not appreciate that either i think this guy if he were to go with the rays and i know that there was past interactions where you know obviously there was some some saltiness there between um void and and the Rays, which of course there had to be because you know he was playing for the yankees but Um, I think he would love nothing more than mash against his former team. I mean, it it would be kind of like a Hunter Renfro uh, against the Ray situation. I see that 100% happening with Luke Voigt playing against the Yankees. Like that's exactly how he would go off.
0: And and I'm surprised we haven't even really considered him or brought him up more frequently as a potential ad. I know that I guess more of the eye is on a lefty bat um, compared to a big righty first baseman in DH. But Luke Voigt, I mean, again, I know it's not uh, 40, 45 homers, but you're not getting that in this marketplace anymore. But Luke yeah. Voigt has three 20-plus homer seasons since 2019. And those are seasons where, you know, it's not like he had to play 160 games to get to 21 or 22 homers. He He's shown that he only needs to play 120, 130 games, and he can get to that mark so Uh, funnily enough
1: funnily enough the the whole thing is oh we want a lefty bat so that he can match righty pitching if you look at the splits uh versus right-handed pitching he's hitting 247 312 455 so a 767 ops against righties uh, luke void uh out of his 20 uh out of his 22 home runs do you know how many were against righties
0: um, based on the fact that you're asking that and based upon the fact that like 70% of pitchers are right-handed, I'm going to say like 17.
1: 20 out of 22 were against righties. I mean, he's a reverse split guy, 100%. I mean, he his OPS against lefties is 569. He's unplayable against lefties, yeah. at least last season. So, right. I mean, th- th- this could be an option, and I know race fans are not really going to be digging this because they don't like the guy. Because he was with the Yankees and all that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you want a revenge tour? A guy that wants to stick it to his old team. And what better team to stick it to than the New York yeah. Yankees if you're a race fan? I mean, this is you want a Renfro for the race? This is it. A Renfro revenge tour? That's a good Let's point. get the look void revenge tour.
0: I like it. I like it. Let's move on to this final question of the day from Jake Stokes. He says, if the season started today, who is the Rays first baseman? Is it Hale Ramirez? Do you move Yandi and let Curtis Meade get a shot in the bigs at third? Jonathan Aranda? Brandon Lau, who is it?
1: I think all of those names are probably going to get some sort of playing time throughout yeah. the season. Um just because he has most ex- the most experience and has proved that he is a everyday. Kind of guy because of his offensive production, like you just can't take him against righties or lefties. Like unless he just physically cannot stand in the box, Yandy Diaz, I think, should yeah. should is an everyday player. And so I think you should stick him at first base. He's handled it before more than the other guys. Um, so I, who I know that, put that in third. Exactly. So the hole would be third base. If you're if you need a lefty stick to to man third base, you have got Taylor Walls. You would not be getting a lot of offensive production there. But, you know, hopefully, again, we're also wishing and hoping about Franco and, and Margo and, 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 and Lau. So maybe that that can be the surplus there. And if you need a righty bat, then you got Isak Paredes to, to yeah. man third base while Yandy's at first. So I don't love well,
0: that, by of, the way. Kind I don't of dovetailing off of that, who would you rather play third base? Isak Paredes or Yandy Diaz? Both are playing. Say it's versus a lefty starter. You have Paredes and Yandi in the lineup. Who are you putting at first and who are you putting at third? I think Paredes' range is better than
1: Yandi at third. We we know Yandi has very smooth hands, but it's like two steps to the left and two steps to the right. That's about right. it. So just because of the range factor, I think I would go Paredes, better knees, better health. Okay. I think I'd go uh third with Paredes, yeah.
0: So, versus a lefty starter, uh, Yandi Diaz goes to first base. Versus a righty starter, I feel like that's the opportunity to play Taylor Walls somewhere. Be it at second, t- third, or short. Well, I guess we're not going to play short because of Wander, but second base. And that's where you have Brandon Lau at first.
1: You could do that, and 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 Taylor Walls actually fared much better. Uh, against righties, so you want his yeah. lefty stick in the lineup, not not his righty one. Um,
0: that's where you're going to so, get the power and extra base hit. I mean, what little power and extra base hit you're going to get, exactly. That's your best opportunity to do it. So, I'm a Will proponent of Brendan Lau at first.
1: So I I, I, I love yeah. that um, situation uh, or occurrence or whatever you want to call it as, um, scenario. But so so yeah, I, I would be yeah. down with with you put Ted Walls at second. You put uh, first base um, Brendan Lau, and then third. Obviously, you have Yandy. Yeah, to do that.
0: And I'm not too hot on playing Harold Ramirez in the field. I guess I think he's he he's shown he can handle the DH role, so I would give him as many opportunities as possible. Yeah, in that realm, because not yeah. everybody can handle the DH role. Some because, guys are, you know,
1: you know, some you're gonna need some, some day that Randy needs a day off the turf, so you put him in in right field for for Harold or, or left yeah. like. You understand that, but it, the less I can see Harold with a glove, I think, would make us all feel a little a little bit more comfortable about the defense. Yes,
0: very fair. All right, uh, great questions there from everybody. Keep them coming for the next Mailbag episode. Again, LockedOnRays at gmail.com, or you can send us a Twitter or Instagram DM, or comment as well. In the meantime, thank you for making the Locked on Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.